thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of the Story Station podcast. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and today our featured guest is Savannah. So please go ahead, introduce yourself, let people know who you are, and what it is that you write, all that good stuff. So my name is Savannah J. Frierson. I do a lot of things. Um, I'm on the podcast as an author, but when I'm not doing that, I am an editor. And when I'm not doing that, I am a coach. And when I'm not doing that, I am a facilitator of things. Yeah, so <laughs> basically- when I'm not doing that, <laughs> I'm a project, what is it, program coordinator? No, programming chair, that's it for uh, Black Ink, a Charleston African-American book festival that happens every Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. So yeah, I'm a little busy, but it's good. No, you, you're just trying to do all the things. All the things. <laughs> all the things. In 24 hours. Yes. And we, <laughs> we talked about that. Anything about sleep or eating or like taking proper care of myself they'll come I promise it will <laughs> when you when you go on vacation then you yeah. you'll you'll do all those things that you're all supposed to things. do <laughs> Ooh, yeah. man. I, thank it up <laughs> I love that though I I do and I know it sounds crazy given the state of everything right now but like how do you manage to do all the things how how do you do that <laughs> um well I jokingly said lack of sleep, but mm-hmm. um, I tend to wake up early and I got that honest through my grandmother. She's like, if the sun is up, you need to be. Um, and I think I just use my time as efficiently as I can. So, um, you know, and I'm and the other thing is that I switch things up. So, you know, when I'm at work, obviously I'm doing work, but if I have a break, then I'll try to squeeze something like usually writing like a paragraph (laughs) and then I can move back Um, but luckily all the jobs that I've had all of my primary traditional jobs have been very supportive of my of my writing and my literature and literary work so it's all been very very good Um, and so when I come home because I have shifted my hours so that I have more afternoon than a mm-hmm. typical nine to five. That has a that gives me daylight. That's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like if I have need to run that daylight, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, it's five o'clock. Everything is closed. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and since you know things like banks don't like to be open on Saturdays, how dare they, right? But mm-hmm. you know, but luckily I have you know um, some some afternoon that I can do some things. Um, and this this was a carryover from my previous job. I was a proofreader up in Boston. Mm-hmm. And it just worked out that me going to work early and then my boss coming in a little bit later enabled all, you know, from her to, from me to her to cover the whole day for the office. So it just worked out. <laughs> they didn't ask me to do it. It's just like, oh, well, I, I'm awake. We I might as well. Like, like, right. It feels like, great, because I don't wake up early. Like, well, everybody's happy now. And I just kind of kept that schedule from back then to now. And so Mm -hmm. that has helped me figure out how to slot things into where they need to be. And of course, the running joke in my family is like, oh, it's 7.30, she's in bed. And it's like, yeah, probably. That don't mean I'm asleep, but that does mean I'm in bed. (laughs) That does mean the schedule of events will show that I am in bed. I'm I'm trying to get to sleep. (laughs) 
but so I'm either not editing there. or writing or <laughs> you know and of course there's a, a very valid school of thought that says you shouldn't do work in bed but mm-hmm. here I am doing here we all bed. are because I and you are not alone I'm sure of it but but the girl is tired yeah. and I could sit up and then I'll just be me on the keyboard sleep at the desk at least in bed I could just put my yeah. hand down <laughs> at least get some comfortable sleep right. if I'm gonna fall asleep. <laughs> also great is that you can just put the laptop on your lap as soon as you wake up and keep going and not have to waste steps to the anyway but yeah so you know I, I basically fit it in where mm-hmm. I can ultimately mm-hmm. um and it's good to know that there's a block of time that I don't have so mm-hmm. you know that that block of time in my, my primary job I know that I can't use you know that's not usually a time that I can use so that helps me figure out where to slot every other thing unless you know like I said if I'm on a break or mm-hmm. what have you but um yeah. yeah so that's how I do it now I'm trying to get even more efficient with that and and by efficient I mean um more mindful of of sleep <laughs> and eating i was just gonna say exactly because, what you're trying you to know, say <laughs> i'm not as young as i used to be and i'm not as i can't rebound the way i used to as i own you gotta sleep sleep you gotta, you gotta like eat you need like. the yes yeah, you need so more gotta, than one cup of water a day like you need look, the things <laughs> so i'm so i've gotta be i'm thinking about how to adjust and I know a lot of that is going to mean that you can't do as much mm-hmm. as you want mm-hmm. or as you used to be able to do and so now you've really got to prioritize and um and that's not a bad thing it's just thinking about what mm-hmm. what I thought I wanted to do when I was younger at the start has morphed and just dealing with that morphing and mm-hmm. then going forward is is where I am now yeah. and and so yeah but no, that's a good thing that shows like development change when you realize, okay, I can't rock like I used to rock, but I still want to rock. So what I need, what do I need to do <laughs> in right. order to rock, to keep on rocking? Yes. Like that's a, a normal thing. And I think some people get stagnant when they try to continue doing what they always have done. So mm-hmm. for you with your writing, do you find yourself kind of stuck in that place even though you're working on all these other things like when you sit down to write how do you feel you are doing as far as not creating the same characters or the same exact storylines as you did when you first started well both of you to think I'm writing right now (laughs) (laughs) no that has been the one thing that has slid through the cracks my poor agent god bless her um shout out to them agents look look Sarisa Hernandez has been a blessing and a saint of patience and all of that um but I will say that a lot of this has just been realizing how difficult the past let's just say it since 2017 has been (laughs) difficult yes (laughs) it's been difficult for me Mm -hmm. um and and the way that my books have been selling as in they haven't been which meant I had to be like oh I need I need to make some money and so mm-hmm. let me pivot real quick mm-hmm. and which I really started leaning into the editing mm-hmm. 
more than I had been um, because it's like, well, that's pretty decent. I'm still in the writing, creating space, mm-hmm. even though it's not mine. And um, that's a guaranteed check. So let's do that for right now. Mm-hmm. And then I became pretty... <laughs> people ask for me a lot you're like I know what I'm doing here I got I know a little something something let me let me keep it on (laughs) so yeah it's like okay well let me just keep but that means as you heard I have other things during my day and that means that the writing has has really kind of slowed down Mm -hmm. and then dealing with that and then audience expectation and all the landscape that has changed so the, the past few years, I've only done short stories mm-hmm. for the most part um, or re-released old things that I revisited. Mm-hmm. So I haven't written anything new, although my agent is like, she wants me to really sell this historical project and the feedback has not been, um, I'm not gonna say it has been great, but it's been like, oh, we're, we're, we're just close and we need to, address something and so part of me is like well this is the story (laughs) on the other hand you know it's like well okay I don't disagree with the critiques but I'm concerned that if I go with the critiques it's gonna have me telling a different story than what I had wanted and so it's taking me some time to like integrate all of those things because I think, you know, it would be easy to say or dismiss, oh, they're just, you know, the typical, when I mean, you get critiques as an author, like, they don't know what they're talking about, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, they do know what they're talking about, but it's also, I do know what I'm trying to say. And, and so, that's the difference between those mm-hmm. two. Oh. Right. And so it's, it's, it's kind of like, well, is it being overly sensitive to the critique or is it if I change this then I'm changing the story that I wanted to tell Mm -hmm. and then is it is it more important that the story that you want to tell resonates with a wide audience Mm -hmm. or if it resonates with the right audience and so that has been my tension yes (laughs) actually that has always been my tension but now that I'm older and I've taken writing courses and coaches and all of that I'm realizing that I care that it gets to the right people, mm-hmm. not the widest amount of people. And that is contention for traditional authors and India. Mm-hmm. Indie authors don't care about wide readership or all of that. Mm-hmm. But I think indie authors care more about the right readers. Yeah. And again, that's a very good, clear distinction in some cases, because like you said, you you have almost this disconnect between what your agent and being traditionally published wants of you and what you as the author want. So do you think that plays a role in why some people choose to stay with uh stay as an independent author versus going traditionally published or do you feel like that's a decision that you should make beforehand when you are figuring out who you are as a brand as an indie author and what it is that you write I want to just say that for me at least as my agent she has been very supportive of me 
um, pretty much being a hybrid author. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows <laughs> that I ultimately bless her heart. What I want to do with this project, <laughs> ultimately, God, look, God bless her for real. Um, but I also think, let me let, let me make sure I get this right. Mm-hmm. There are some authors who are only ever want to be indie because that is just how they operate. There are some authors who are only ever going to be traditional because they want no parts of dealing with getting a book out to market. That is not their strength. That is not where they, that is a poor use of their time and energy. And that is valid and it is real. Then there are authors who are hybrid, who for some projects, I don't need the backing of a publisher. I just need to get it out. For other projects, it's like, okay, I don't want to deal with this. But I wanted to get it out there. So like, I'm going to let somebody buy me, pay for mm-hmm. my you know, intellectual property. They yeah. can handle all that. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's also the challenge of, I can release this book on my own and it will do well. Mm-hmm. But this book, I think, A, deserves a wider audience than I can get to on my own. Mm-hmm. And B, probably uh, should have a wider audience than what I can get to on my own. So therefore I need to go the traditional route. This historical book, my agent is very, very, very certain that this is a book that needs to have a traditional backing. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't disagree with her, which is why I haven't put published it my (laughs) own. And also, as you said, let's just go back to the top of this conversation. I'm busy. Yeah. So at this point in my career, I need to start using the publishing, traditional publishing to get my stuff out. Because that's a lot of work to get your book out. And if the way that I operate anyway, the way that I care about how my books are, and, and by that I mean um, I have high compliance. So I think everything needs to be exactly the way that I think it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And in the course that I took, my coach was like, you do realize that most of the readers don't have the level of expectation that you have for your books because they just want a good story. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Like if there's some mistakes in it, it is what like, you know, but for me, everything has to be, you know, perfect. But one of the mantras I've had to adopt is done is better than perfect because mm-hmm. I, I, I will always find a mistake. Mm-hmm. but like how many films do we watch that have mistakes in it how many books do we read that's that a whole that's it? a ted talk and okay. a whole series that, of podcasts that we still love <laughs> and we, we still, still love it, and we will and we will so stand like, on that hill <laughs> correct so it's like savannah girl <laughs> they want to read your book they don't care if 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 a year is off on they, they don't i mean some people will Mm-hmm. but it's like are you really gonna hold a book hostage for those few people some people will some people will hide they will they won't they, care like they legally. will hold it yeah legally. And it's, but it's also like but you already paid the money so yeah i mean granted amazon makes it very easy for them to return the book like it's a library that's another conversation but like you you <laughs> listen ma'am like, <laughs> i've said what i had to say about that i'm gonna leave done that one alone done, yeah. is, done is better than perfect so that's so that's another thing that i'm wrestling with and with the traditional publishing mm-hmm. you have to be at the done is better than perfect so mm-hmm. i think where i am right now 
I need to I need to use the traditional publishing mm-hmm. mechanism more mm-hmm. um, so that it could free me up for a lot of things because again like I've been trying to I'm trying to release a book this week I think <laughs> and so wait to this week between... yeah girl <laughs> trying to slide this release in between all the other stuff that I have to do and just have to be like it's going to have to go out, Savannah. It, you can't, it has to go out. It has to and go out. And it's not like you can't revisit it. Like you, you talked about that previously, um, about going back and revisiting stuff that you had already released and mm-hmm. okay, okay, I'll update this, put a little forward in there and here you go. Mm-hmm. So do you feel your, your readership appreciate you for doing that? Because they know you, I mean, you, you've got followers galore, like you're in the three K just on Facebook alone. So you have devoted readers. Do you feel that they, mm-hmm. they take that token of, in, as appreciation, like, okay, she, she's busy, she's working on it. And this will just have to tide me over until then. Do you feel that they understand why you're doing that as you're working on no. your, your, no, <laughs> you're like, nope, they don't care. They just no, want new stuff. Probably because I, I haven't, I don't really talk about my process. Mm-hmm. One, because I'm busy and two, I'm honest, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> which is, which trust is, me they want to know i i understand <laughs> that. but i i am i'm learning a lot about how i approach this whole thing mm-hmm. um and like i said i took i took a course um becca Symes, uh strengths for writers so it just helps you take it i don't know if you're familiar with gallup clifton strengths but it tells mm-hmm. you 34 themes or talents that you have and how do you turn those talents into strengths Mm -hmm. and apparently for me there's this talent called significance Mm -hmm. about how to and it's an influencing thing basically it's like you how do you get people to do what it is that you think they should do how do you get them to you know all influence like basically how do you Mm -hmm. get them to do what they need to do how do you get them to activate how do you get them to do things and make decisions and yada 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 basically what marketers need (laughs) that is 34 out of 34 I that is not a talent that I possess so for me it's like I I I that I don't do well Mm -hmm. with just going out on social media and say hey this is what I'm working on I just I I work on it I release it I hope it does well I'm busy I'm I'm just (laughs) you know what I love the realism of it all the realism (laughs) you're like listen I got something for you and I'm gonna go because I'm busy I'm not even gonna lie I love it but (laughs) Because nowadays, the way that it's, some it's, people it's, want authors to be, just this ain't it. And I love that you're so forthcoming with it. And 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 I felt like I was doing this wrong because mm-hmm. even when I first started, that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. I released the book 
and I kept it moving. I didn't even, I didn't do any marketing. And now granted, 2007, there wasn't nearly the level of competition that it is now. Mm -hmm. There was not even KDP back then. Mm -hmm. So I had very little competition for what, for when I was releasing my books. And then 2012 happened, 2015, everything blew up. Everybody's releasing books. On the one hand, it's like, great. Yes, wonderful. Let's mm -hmm. do it. On the other hand, it's like, oh, I have to market now, which is not a talent that I have, mm -hmm. which is something I don't even like doing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, and the ones who are very good at it, who like to do it, you can see that they are succeeding. And the ones who struggle with it, they're not succeeding as much. And so, you know, of course, with this and also just the level of um, how fast the publishing and especially indie a fast indie moves it's like okay I can either market me me mm -hmm. I can either market or I can write don't do marketing well I think I'm pretty decent at the writing although <laughs> you know there are people who have said oh Savannah we don't like what you write or your characters, they don't have enough self-esteem or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I'm about to be very candid. I'm like, well, this book wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's, and that's the harsh truth about it. Like, honestly, because a lot of people get so focused on capturing an audience and it's like you said before do you want to capture a wide audience or the right audience and when you yeah. say that it's totally fine to be candid like not every book is going to resonate with every reader doesn't mean to mm -hmm. say that that book shouldn't happen or that that person shouldn't be reading like mm -hmm. that's a given like with especially right. use contemporary romance as an example a lot of people nowadays the way the world is structured, the way the world is going, people don't have time. They're not mentally making time for contemporary romance. They're not even checking for it, really. They're like, listen, right. give it to me in a bow, happily ever after, or I don't want it. Does that mean I should stop writing contemporary romance? Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> it's, right. A, it's the same thing. So I, I right. get it. It's just... And I, and I think, you know especially if online you are very mm -hmm. you know, let's just put quote unquote woke and very mm -hmm. adamant about social justice issues mm -hmm. and then you write very traditional tropey romance mm -hmm. people might feel like why are you writing characters like that why are you and it's kind of like and this is not necessarily a personal example mm -hmm. but I will say is that just because I'm like this in real life doesn't mean that's what draws me as a writer mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's what um captures me even as a reader mm -hmm. um there's a lot of books that I love to read that I would never write mm -hmm. because that is just not that's not where my brain goes that's not how those are not the characters that I'm interested in learning about writing mm -hmm. but I'll read them all day yeah. <laughs> oh, oh like, I could name so many yeah. troops or tropes right now that I, I know, love reading that I I've like no I can't write this <laughs> I can't write it like yeah. uh, that, is, that is not for me to write that is for me to read and enjoy <laughs> that's me to read and enjoy and review 
Because if I read it, I want to review it so other people can know why I like it. I don't need to write that. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's for them to write. But that's not for me to write. And so people feel like, oh, you're being... And again, this is more observational just from kind of lurking on social media. <laughs> I was just, just going to say, because you don't spend that much time on social media. I already know. <laughs> Look, I used to when I was really trying to avoid doing stuff. But, you know, people just so kind of like, that. I guess people don't allow folks to be mm-hmm. multifaceted, multidimensional, whole contradictions. I mean, quote unquote contradictions. Mm-hmm. Like you think about, especially if you like the old school romances that mm-hmm. had very problematic themes all up and down that could not be published today mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, but people love them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're not going to judge them for that. There's, yeah. there's something that we all like things we all like what we like it hits something in us some of us don't take time to investigate what that is and that's Mm -hmm. fine not everybody is introspective like that nor should they be Mm -hmm. everybody's brains aren't wired like that um but me why you know why i tend to write a lot of women who are very confident strong in one area and very not confident strong in in terms of their own love lives mm-hmm. is because that's what I'm used to like I'm used to me personally me observationally mm-hmm. women who are very successful in their careers in their friendships in their their they just do what they need to do but for some reason there is a disconnect between them and finding romance for whatever reason mm-hmm. and so you kind of just decide okay I guess that's not for me not in like a woe is me it's like okay but I'm busy like I have other things to do (laughs) and so when when they meet somebody and it's like no (laughs) because now I got to re I got to reframe everything (laughs) I I don't have time for this like you go back over there I'm I'm busy and then but then it's like okay now I got to deal with what I thought Hmm. and then I have to and then (sighs) it's a lot and then on top of that the way people people like you said they don't want multifaceted things they don't want multifaceted people with their authorship they want to be able to go there and know that that same feeling that they got when they read that first story they're going to always get it with everything Mm -hmm. you read and I don't think that's fair to authors or to the readers themselves but that's again that's a TED talk but I get it <laughs> I get it now. though especially yeah. now you're like I don't need I, that I, comfort I need, the fire. Yeah. I need to go to my comfort read my yes. comfort author and how dare she make me think people are disassociating left and right people will read the happily ever after and hear about what's on currently globally happening on the news and they're like oh yeah right. that's nice okay what's my what's my favorite author doing right now does she have a new release for me and people don't want people don't want that and I can I can understand it but I get it and I'm just and then (laughs) you go to your reliable comfort author and they give release something and it's not what you thought and it's Mm -hmm. like hold on 
nah. No, 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 no. You can't take this away from me. Yeah, but you the thing is, we reflect the times. I'm yeah. not talking about me specifically. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about in general. Yeah. Like, this is a conversation that I've had a lot with a lot of authors. Like, mm-hmm. I want to try this, but maybe have to do it under a pen name. And me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not, I don't have time to build up another pen name. So it just gonna have to be under my name. But and you're right. A lot of authors start, do that. They write dark romance under one pen and then their their normal uh, happily ever after is under their name. Again, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But that takes time that Savannah does not have. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the energy to, to cultivate multiple pen names. I but you do have time for anthologies. I do like that because I love a good anthology. Because them things are quick. It's a short story. <laughs> slide that for you. I love how you answered the question before I even asked it. I was like, so how did you find time for romance for Roe? How? And you're like, listen, it was short. It was short. And also they let me repeat a story that I wrote for a holiday anthology. And mm-hmm. so I didn't even have to re I didn't have to write anything new. I was like, oh thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But I definitely wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And even though in the story, spoiler she chooses to carry her baby to term it was a choice that she made which to me is the important part of bro you have the choice yes and the choice is not always abortion but Mm -hmm. if it is it is because Mm -hmm. it's a choice and the fact that people want to dismiss how just just incubating another human being in your body is it it is taking resources from you it's a parasite in a lot of ways if you think about it although it is a baby and hopefully it's a wanted baby and and all of that but it's like on the other hand on the darker hand it is taking your energy is taking your food sources it's rearranging your organs to make space for them is it's doing a lot and it's dangerous it's a dangerous they always thing. leave out that part how dangerous it is it's dangerous so it's not a light decision whether you decide to keep the child and or if you don't it's, mm-hmm. it's not and so like you know that character was like you know what i didn't think i'd ever have children mm-hmm this is probably the only chance I'll ever have children. And I think I decided I actually do want to be a parent. So I will carry the baby with the term. Mm-hmm. That was her thought process. But, you know, for, for an, a government to say without mm-hmm. any nuance, without any consideration of what all of those thoughts are, what all mm-hmm. those considerations are, and to say, no, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> carry a baby you have to carry a baby to term or pregnancy to term I should say it's like that doesn't it doesn't make sense to me especially Mm -hmm. when if we want to go the moral route there are certain religions who don't believe (laughs) that a fetus has more rights than (laughs) the carrying parent (laughs) and I just I mean, it's it's a difficult conversation and to force the matter 
in a way that forces people to carry pregnancies to term is not fair. Mm-hmm. Roe and Casey were not perfect, but at least they tried to bring in the carrying parent <laughs> in the conversation and what that means. And so, of course, I will always be in support of a person having the right to choose what they do with their body because yes. they are here. Mm-hmm. They have to make that decision. They are the one who is carrying this clump of cells that may end up becoming a human being. But they have to just, you are giving, they're giving up so much mm-hmm. of themselves. Like, I guess to me, it's just kind of like sex is not a blanket permission for anything else. Each step of this requires consent, requires Mm -hmm. a decision. I decided to enter a relationship with you. I decided to have sex with you. Now I'm going to decide if we, if I got pregnant from that, what that, what happens to that? Mm -hmm. Like, these are all distinct permissions it's not once I decide to even kiss you or give you a, a you know give you a look that says hey I'm also attracted everything else is not like well we're good to go that's yeah. not what that means no and the way it's, that a it's a series of choices it's a constant choices yes each, they never end <laughs> each crossroad is a choice each <laughs> Each time, each time, every single time. And it's not even like once we're in a relationship, that means it's a blanket. Yeah, no, you have to mm-hmm. ask me. Each, there's a conversation that needs to be had each time, mm-hmm. every single time. So that's why I support Ro. Um, God, I mean, if I lose any fans on that, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I mean, but it's on your link tree, like romance for really Ro, so they well, know I mean, where point, you I don't stand. Know what to tell you. And I, I, a lot of authors feel like they can't talk about what they personally want, their their personal stance on these things. So it's really refreshing when I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, so I, I know what your where your policies lie on this particular talk. But like you said, it's not a blanketed statement for everything, but on this mm-hmm. specific thing, this is where you stand. And I feel like a lot of authors could learn from that especially romance because people keep saying how their market is this then the other and it's like don't focus on the market focus on you you're but you they, are they, the one going out but there that's what i'm saying <laughs> at the top of this conversation that i realized that i don't care mm-hmm. about yeah. why i care about right mm-hmm. i care about the right audience for me mm-hmm. and if and i mean at this point if folks don't know that i'm as woke as you can get <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like my eyes are wide open, y'all. Like I, I am, I am a social justice warrior. I am pro everything you probably don't like if you're very conservative. Like I, I just, I mean, I wish you all the best. And you know, I, I, I want you. I just want people to have understand that everybody does not believe. Mm-hmm the same as everybody else that doesn't mean that they're wrong or evil or I mean although I will say if you are actively trying to not expand freedom for people that feels a little off to me that's just me though so if you are if you are concerned about 
keeping people in closets or keeping people shuttered up or or not making sure that everybody has the same freedoms and rights and access to things Mm -hmm. (laughs) as much as possible it just feels off to me Mm -hmm. but you know I'm not gonna say that I just think it's the way that this this discourse has gotten Mm -hmm. has just removed all the nuance all of the consideration Mm -hmm. and so it it feels like we're perpetually in a football game like my team this your team that and I like football but like September to February you know what I mean like there's a season (laughs) if not all year (laughs) no matter what the NFL make you believe like it's a season is 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 very finite and also it's just very finite to a very specific arena mm-hmm. you know it's, this is not about my team one and like, like trying uh, it's like we've lost sight of how if we are being inclusive mm-hmm. if we're being if we're trying to bring everybody to the next level like why are we willingly trying to leave people aside I seriously, I can't thank you enough for sitting down and giving me your time for today because I just, I feel so, so awake right now, like so ready. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the Story Station. Thank you, Savannah, so much for sitting with me for today's episode. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and we are finally signing off. (laughs) Bye.